Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, DMV! What's going on? I'm Adam Epstein. And I am super excited to be joining you on a Sunday morning. I'm going to call this a victory Sunday because Washington got a huge win on Thursday night football, 30-29 to against the New York Giants. And that kind of changed the season completely. I mean, at a lot of points in that game, I thought, man, this team's going to be in an 0-2 hole with the first divisional loss. Playing with a backup quarterback, a defense that can't get home to the quarterback, that lets him scramble for 50 yards. Oh my goodness, I was ready for a huge negative weekend of Washington football team talk. But now, the expectations have changed. That's all it takes. A second field goal opportunity. That's all we needed to defeat the New York Giants on Thursday night, 30-29. to Taylor Heineke with 34 of 46 on his throws for 336 yards and two touchdowns. And Washington took down, I would say, division rival, the New York Giants. Not as big as a rivalry as the Eagles or, of course, the Cowboys, but still, nonetheless, a much-needed victory. So that's how we're going to start the show today, but we've got a lot to touch on. And this is the first time I've ever hosted a show on Sunday right before the NFL season with a ton of games to talk about today. I mean, they were given AWOD shifts in the offseason. Oh, yeah, Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Friday night, do whatever you want. But this is my chance here to talk about the NFL, and I am super excited for that. I'm going to look through all the games today, tell you guys where I'm going to splash some of my cash here, a little gambling segment later on. And there are. I was looking, Sean, you're producing for me today. Did you look at the 1 o'clock schedule? It is insane. There, it, it's like there's like a hundred games on. I mean, this is one of the one of the days here where you better have two TVs at your house, or you're gonna miss out. There are so many one o'clock games. Could you believe that? Streaming, streaming a lot of the one o'clock games. Get my parlay ready. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, but that that's kind of my favorite thing. Sometimes it feels like they try to even it out with like six one o'clock games and a few four o'clock games. I could. There were too many one o'clock games to count. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, I think that's going to be a snooze fest. That's Green Bay uh, against uh, the Detroit Lions. And a stat my guy from BetMGM tonight, Ryan Horvat, has been talking about all week is that Aaron Rodgers, after a loss in the Matt LaFleur era of two seasons, two-plus seasons, has thrown for an average of four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Uh, so there's a lot of themes like that to touch on in the show today. I found out earlier uh, Patrick Mahomes has not lost a game in September. How is that possible? He just, every year, I guess him and Andy Reid know what they're doing right off the back, and they go 4-0, and boom, 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 win all their September games. They've got a big one uh, this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so, so much to talk about today. 
How far can the legend of Taylor Heineke go? How much better can this defense get for the Washington football team? I'll recap some of the wild and wacky college football games of yesterday. Um, Sean, it was kind of funny. So I put a crazy bet in yesterday. It was minus 475. I was just giving away money. All right? That that means you you bet 475 to win 100. All right? And I did that uh, a little less amount, but on Alabama first half against Florida. I felt so confident Nick Saban was going to come out and stomp the Florida Gators. And I'm glad I did it on the first half because somehow Florida made that a game. I stopped watching. <laughs> it was like 21 to 3. I was like, yeah, this is about to be Boat Race City. Right. And then Florida just, like you said, just came back. They just came back and were a two-point conversion away from sending this game to overtime. Uh, unbelievable game there. Alabama's so much fun to watch. In that first half, because, uh, again, I turned it off at halftime. I thought it was going to be a blowout. And, I, you know, I, I collect my check, my first half money line check, and I was like, I'm done with this game. But Alabama, the thing that makes them so good is they have, first off, every year they have so many NFL players. But did you see every time their receivers or running backs got the ball, they would make the first man miss so easily. Now, Bryce Young over there, it, like, he's got so much hype coming into this season, the freshman quarterback for Alabama. He's okay. He's scrambling in the backfield. He was throwing it short most of the time. I don't think he I, he connected many throws uh, for more than 15 yards. Like, he was throwing five-yard dink and dunkers, but once the guys would make the catch, boom, off to the races, 15, 20 yards. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch, especially the running back out of the backfield. Uh, I forget his name, but he was catching it and making these sharp cuts, very sharp cuts, and and Florida could not tackle him. Uh, I'm sure they must have figured him out in the second half, and that's how they came back. But there was some really good college football on yesterday. Man, uh, Sean, are you a Virginia Tech fan? Because you're a local guy like me. That's the local team, that and University of Maryland. I'm not a fan, but, um, I mean, I don't root for them to lose. Right, right. Well, they did lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that game was exciting as as well against West Virginia. Man, it came down to the buzzer. came down to the final play of the game, basically. Virginia Tech uh, just didn't give up and got the fall, ball back on that final drive there. Needed a touchdown. Down by six. The extra point would have won the game. Uh, got down, I think, the close, I think they got to like the two-yard line, right? And they had four plays, first and goal. And first down run went backwards. Second down, I think, was a sack. Third down threw the ball away. Fourth down didn't get it. Uh, disappointing loss for Virginia Tech against West Virginia, who Maryland handled easily the other day uh, in week one. And then Maryland uh, with a, a close victory. Undefeated. I believe that was Thursday night, right? Uh, or it might have been Illinois. Friday. I think it was Friday. It might have been Illinois. Friday night, but they ended up winning by a field goal uh, basically the at the end of the game there uh, at the buzzer. And so, baby two is off to a good start for Maryland. That that's your team, your support though. No, no. Who's your college football team? Uh, I don't have one other than the school I went to it was Norfolk State. Okay, we won. It was like sixty three to twenty six or something like that. Nice, nice. So you're you're in the same boat as me, where you didn't go to like a, a Division one college football school. I like, did Division one, Norfolk State, but it's just like as far as like the big schools, I've, I've just pretty much been a fan. Like all the schools, yeah. Like I was close to being a USC fan back when, like Reggie Bush and Matt Line and all of them. But my guy Fred Davis on the team, yeah, yeah. Nell no. White, and the whole game, <laughs> yeah. That was fun. So I went to VCU, and growing up, I always supported Virginia Tech. That was my college football team. But yeah, I never got that. You know, the crazy tailgates. Uh, we talked about this on, on Bit Season, this podcast I'm doing for Junks Radio. 
uh, earlier in the week, which you can always download at the Odyssey website at 1067thefandc.com. Uh, uh, we posted on 1067thefans uh, social media page, and you can also find it if you subscribe to the Junkies. It comes up there. That's me, Matt Valdez, and Drab T-shirt. So I want to open the phone lines here, and as always, you can tweet me if you're driving around and you can't join the show uh, You know, by calling in. You can always tweet me. That's at AWOD Radio, or use the hashtag uh, AWOD Army to get your tweet read on the air. And let's start off by talking about this Washington victory against the New York Giants and give our takeaways. I like to start the show by giving my 10 takeaways from Thursday Night Football. And um, I I will tell you guys, honestly, this was one of the games where after the Washington football team's 30-29 to victory over the Giants, I found myself sitting on the couch in disbelief. I could not believe we won that game. How the hell did we just win that football game? That's what I kept saying to myself in my head. I was prepared for depression. The whole game, I was preparing myself for it. Uh, How the hell did we get a second field goal attempt? Was he really offsides? Uh, Yeah, Dave Portnoy from Barstool called him out saying he wasn't offsides. Look, I saw the replay. You had to look at the replay with the correct frame rate. He he did jump the snap a little too early. Neutral zone infraction. Five-yard penalty. Dustin Hopkins gets a second attempt, baby. Because, man, I was screaming, as I'm sure all you fans out there around the DMV were screaming, cut this man. Cut this man. After he missed that field goal, he gets a second attempt and his life in Washington survives uh, for at least another week. But man, how the hell did we win that game? Why the heck didn't we throw the ball when we had a chance to run the clock out? Why did we throw the ball? It made no sense. Run the ball. Every time we gave it to Gibson, he was fighting for more and more yards. It felt like we were going to be able to run the ball and run the clock out and do victory formation, the greatest thing in football. Here's another one. How the hell did J.D. McKissick beat his man for 60 yards down the sideline? Are you kidding? That's the guy we give it to him for 8 yards, 9 yards, 6 yards. Little screen pass. A double move? Man, Scott Turner, I didn't see that coming. Perfect throw by Taylor Heineke, and he just kept scampering and scampering down the sidelines. Two-play drive on the most crucial drive of the game. Unbelievable. Hats off to Taylor Heineke uh, and the rest of the offense. For that incredible drive. How in the world did Ricky Seals-Jones make that catch? How did he get both feet in? I couldn't believe it. I found myself after this game. Sitting on the couch until 4 a.m. I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't even move. I was stunned that we won that game. A win is a win. That was one of the victories where. Rather than go to the fridge and crack a beer and celebrate. You just sit there. In utter disbelief. We should have lost that game. Our season should have been in the dirt. Down 2-0 in a huge hole. Instead, we have life. We have risen. We have a win on the record. And more importantly, actually, we have a division win on our record. 1-0 in the division. You know when it comes to week 13 or 14, we're going to be thanking God Almighty that we won that game as we have five division games in the row to end the season. And that is a huge start to that division, uh, you know, division battle because we are one and zero. Oh. So we have a week and two days to prepare for Buffalo, who have a heck of a first two game schedule themselves. Anyway, it will be a dogfight. Will be another tough test for our defense. 
a very tough test for our defense. Josh Allen slings it all around the field. And it, it our defense is great on first and second down. I mean, first and second down, it feels like we are a top five defense. Third down, I don't recognize these guys. Chase Young might as well be base blung. He doesn't look like the same guy. He wasn't even on the field for a lot of third downs. My goodness, we third and 16, we're giving it up. Third and 11. Why, why don't we hand you a first down? We could not get off the field. Defense, that's my number one thing for next week. Can we be like 50% on third down? It's like we're giving up third downs 99.999% of the time. Defense needs to be better. Offense needs to start the game stronger. I'm tired of playing from behind. Our defense was so good last year at the end of the season. Why? Because they were playing with leads and able to get after the quarterback. So I, I am a little happy that we were able to stop Saquon Barkley in the second half after he kind of broke free for a few. Uh, I think he had that 140-yard gain, and, and he had a couple other first-down runs. But, man, our defense has to get off the field on third down. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Have your expectations changed for the Washington football team after just two games? I'm going to give you my 10 takeaways. Next, here on 106.7 The Fan, AWOD Weekend Radio, till 12.35. Don't change that dial. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio with your boy, Adam Epstein. And we're talking about the Washington football team's 30-29 to victory over the New York Giants. The phone lines are open here. Take out your phone. Call in. Talk to me. If you're a fan of the Washington football team, if you're from the DMV, I want to hear from you right now. 1-800-636-1067. What are your takeaways from Thursday night and your thoughts moving forward? If you don't have time to call in, you can always tweet me or hit me up on Instagram at AWADRADIO, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. The Washington football team is sitting at one victory. And one loss after two games this season. 
Two home games. Both games, we had a shot to win. Game one, we let get away from us. Game two, we stole it. Here is how that went down late in game two against the New York Giants. 48-yard drive for the win. Good snap, good hold, kick is no good. But a flag is down at in the secondary. At this point, I started cursing at my dad and hung up the uh, phone. Washington is saying that the Giants are offsides. And it looks like Hopkins will get another shot. Ron Rivera believes it's against New York. The flag was dropped near the Washington sideline. on the defense from wow. The greatest offside we've ever had. We will extend for one on time down. That was Dexter Lawrence who came across early. And now a 43-yard drive for the win. Good snap, good hold. Kick is good. Washington wins it. That's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman with the call. And I'll tell you guys, even on that second field goal, it looked like it wasn't going in. Oh, my gosh. God pushed it in. He pushed it in on the night of Yom Kippur. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That got me so excited. But, again, as I said earlier, I could not believe we won. I sat on my couch till 4 a.m. I watched the Fox postgame show. I watched Taylor Heineke do an interview. I watched him walk over to J.P. Finley of the set of NBC Sports Washington Timed it perfectly, switched it over to NBC Sports Washington, and then watched him get interviewed by JP. Taylor Heineke is the man. Unbelievable game from him. Uh, if it wasn't for that interception, I would have been screaming it was a 10 out of 10 game. He played so well uh, up until that that late interception, but I'm not blaming that on him. Scott Turner, I'm looking you right in the eye. What the hell was that? Run the damn ball. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. 1-800-636-1067. I'll give you my 10 takeaways, but first let's hear from the callers here on AWOD Weekend Radio. Let's go to James and Herndon. James, you're on the fan. Hey, what's up, Adam? Uh, it was a great game, and, you know, on primetime TV, we played great. It was, a you know, just a, a wonderful, you know, close game. It wasn't a blowout. It was, it was, it was great, just for all of America to see that, and especially us. Washington fans and like Jonathan Allen, man. Like I know a lot of people are talking about Taylor Heineke and and you know and rightfully so. And Terry McLaurin had a big game, but man, Jonathan Allen was eaten, man. Like two sacks, three tackles for loss. I mean, like three QB hits. Like he was he was doing work, man. And you know, like if Chase Young is going to get double teamed and have to like deal with that, then let's just let Jonathan Allen and, and the rest of the defensive line do their thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And even you know Matt Ioannidis went down with an injury, so that was more on Jonathan Allen. He had that huge sack in the second half. James, what do you think was the turning point in the game? Because in the first quarter, it was it was kind of ugly for Washington. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think the turning point was us holding uh, the uh, the Giants to three points after the interception. I think that was probably the biggest, the biggest point where if they had gotten a touchdown, I mean, it's basically game over. But And I mean, I don't blame Heineke for the interception. I mean, he's been throwing McLaurin all game. He had, it, you know, just went to the well one too many times, and like you said, it easily could have just run the ball instead. Uh, but, I mean, it gave us a chance. It gave us an opportunity, and, and we cashed in, man. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was great to see us just march down the field. I mean, it was uh, it was something to behold, man. It was great. Yeah, and James, what was your confidence level in Dustin Hopkins there at the end of the game? Because I couldn't even open my eyes and look at the TV. <laughs> Not 
great, man. <laughs> not great at all, dude. He was missing so many so many kicks in preseason. He looked fine last week. So I mean, it was a little bit better, but I mean, yeah, both both of those kicks, man. And it's not like they're being short or anything. And it's just like, ah, that's you got to make these, man. So yeah, it was. Uh, I had the remote in hand, ready to turn the game off. You know, <laughs> I was working the next day, and then I was like, wait a minute, there's a flag. Is it on them? Like I was, uh, I was, I was hyped, man. Yeah, I was hyped. <laughs> Great call, yeah. James. And I I know that there were a few fans out there because I saw this on Twitter that turned the game off immediately after he missed and didn't realize there was a flag on the play. Uh, let's keep it going here. We got Coach Coach D in D.C. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. What's going on? How are, hey, How are you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you. And look here, I was out tailgating um, early, around 5 o'clock, and me and my uh, friend and his, his daughter, we tailgated and went home and watched the game. <laughs> okay. So, at tailgate, uh, Ted, tailgate Ted. I'm yeah. a, if, if if nobody knows about it, oh, I know you about tailgate Ted. Apparently, he is the best barbecue in town. <laughs> the best, the best. <laughs> and uh, and look, they had a band and uh, DJ. Yeah, DJ, not a band. DJ, good food, and uh, it was a great time. Now, this is my concern. I, yeah. I, I'm a couple couple things. Number one, Dustin Hopkins. From the beginning, I've told my friends uh, coming into this season, even last year, we got to cut this guy. He's going to cost us one, if not two, games this year. Yeah. All right? Last, Thursday should have been number one. All right? If we, we keep him, he's going to cost us a game. Then I want to move on. We actually got out coached, unfortunately. Tell me why. Because, well, in, in in week one, in week one, he didn't go forward on fourth down. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then the play calling, in my opinion, on that drive, we got out coached again. So here's what, here's what I here's what I will say is that. I think the Giants coached a really good game there, and you have to give them credit to the fact that their most important drive of the game, they had Darius Slayton wide open in the end zone for a game-winning touchdown catch that would have put them up 10 points. It would have put the game away. That was their most important drive of the game. They needed to put points on the board. He drops the ball. They have to punt. Gives Heineke a chance. Boom, two plays, we score, and take the lead. But that was their most important drive of the game. And man, their 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 play calling shine, their uh, execution just let them down. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. More of your co- phone calls next here on one zero six seven. The fan. First and ten. Heineke looks right, throws toward the end zone. Jump ball, corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Ricky Seals-Jones, touchdown Washington, unbelievable. And gosh, that's why you love Taylor Heineke, because there was nowhere to go with the football. And he just throws it right to the back of that pylon and gives his guy, Ricky Seals-Jones, an opportunity to go make a play. And boy, oh boy, does he come up with a heck of a catch in the back of that end zone. Welcome back. To AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. 
that call from the Team 980, Julie Donaldson, D'Angelo Hall, and Bram Weinstein. And unbelievable touchdown catch. Uh, and it looked like Washington would win it with that if they could just get a stop, but no. Back and forth they went. Both teams kind of trying to give the game away uh, with bad plays, and then Washington wins it with a Dustin Hopkins field goal on his second try. Uh, so here's AWOD's 10 takeaways here on 106.7 The Fan. Number one, first drives for touchdowns against our defense. That needs to stop. That needs to stop right now. That's how you lose games. You cannot give up seven points on the first drive that easily. The Chargers did that. The Giants did that. Our defense and our offense, our, our team is built to play with a lead, to play ahead so our, our DNs can put their head down and not have to worry about defending the run, get after the quarterback. And our offense can dink and dunk and do play action and give it to Gibson out of the backfield. It's hard to do that when you're playing from behind. Our defense has to stop giving up touchdowns on the first drive. Number two, our offense, in my opinion, we're taking too long to get going. And third downs have already been an issue on both sides of the ball this season. The offense has to spark themselves. They got to be like a firework. You got to get down the field. We're giving up a touchdown on our first drive, and then we're going three and out. That can't happen. All right? That's how, that's how you lose games. By all of a sudden, the end of the first quarter, you're down 10 nothing. You're scrambling from then. You know, throw the playbook out the window. Number three, Taylor Heineke has learned a lot from Ryan Fitzpatrick. In my opinion, you see some of these uh, gunslinging throws that Taylor Heineke made, like that call we just heard and that touchdown pass to Ricky Seals-Jones. That's something that I think he learned from Fitzpatrick this offseason. Maybe he had that in his bag, but I think he has the confidence to make that throw now after seeing Fitzpatrick do that in the offseason. I, I look at that touchdown uh, in the first game that he threw to Logan Thomas. That looked like a Ryan Fitzpatrick throw. Really, bullet pass right at the the height of the receiver's jump. That's a Ryan Fitzpatrick-type throw. Number four, Antonio Gibson has been great fighting for every single yard. We need that from him. All right, Him fighting for those extra yards is so important for our running game. Uh, McKissick has been great, but he doesn't really bring that. Antonio Gibson was trucking people and moving the pylons. Uh, and just keeping getting us first downs um, by just pushing, pushing, pushing forward for every single yard. Number five on my on my list here is that Terry McLaurin needs to be targeted even more. We need to find a way to get him the ball even more. He's been clutch for us this season. Uh, he was great on a few drives last game, but it's not every drive. And and he's such a great playmaker for us. We need to find the ball to force feed him the rock. Got to get Terry McLaurin involved more and more. Uh, number six, I, I think it's safe to say I need more from Chase Young. I feel like I've seen him on the sidelines on a couple third downs catching his breath. I, I've seen him get close to the quarterback. I'm watching him almost every single play. He's my favorite player to watch. I'm staring at him. Uh, and a lot of the times, man, maybe he's just had some bad matchups with the left tackle, but he's been stified, stimmied. They can't, st- they can't do anything. Chase Young has not been able to get home to the quarterback. Number seven on my list, kicking is still an issue. I said earlier this month, I said Washington will lose a game because of Ron Rivera's loyalty to Dustin Hopkins. It nearly cost us on Thursday night. 
And I know there's this huge issue around the NFL, around the league, with field goal kickers. Like, they're just gone. No kids are growing up saying they want to be an NFL field goal kicker anymore. I guess maybe they've chose soccer. Or they strap on the helmet and say, I'm going to play quarterback even though I'm better with my foot. No, There's, there's no Martin Grammaticas anymore, right? Uh, Adam Vinatieri's about to retire this year. All the great NFL kickers are gone. The greatest kicker in the league right now is in Baltimore. And we might have the worst here in Washington. All right. <laughs> Number eight on my list here. Jack Del Rio has the pressure on him. He's got to call better defensive plays and blitz more. Uh, I need him to do better against Buffalo. It felt like at the end of the Giants game, he just said, screw it, I don't care anymore. And he blitzed every single play. And it burned us one time. And they should have had that touchdown catch. They dropped it. But we were not able to get after the quarterback with four guys. And he just said, screw it at the end. I'm going to send five, six, and seven. I need him to do that earlier in the game. I feel like last season we saw the same thing. Uh, I think it was week three last year. He gave up 31 points to Cleveland. And they were running all over us. Maybe Jack Del Rio likes to wait till the end of the season there to start changing his defensive style. I need him to do better right now. Our defense needs to give up less points. Uh, number nine, the fact that we are 1-0 in the division will keep us smiling in week 12 and 13. I, I guarantee you that. Even if we're three and seven at that point, three and nine. Because the thing is, is if we win those last five games, we'll go eight and nine. I mean, look around the division. There's a chance that gets us into the playoffs. All right. So let's let's be happy with the fact that we won this division game. It's huge. And number 10, expectations moving forward. We need to understand that Heineke is a scrambler. He will give it, he will take it away. He can't be perfect every single game. But we need to hope that he can stay true to himself and keep pushing the limits of what he can do. He's one of those guys, you heard him after the uh, after the game in the post-game press conference. He really believes in himself. He kept saying, um, you know, last season and two years before this, he would just dream of getting his opportunity. And in his dreams, he was succeeding in those opportunities when he finally got his shot. Well, he's done that for us so far. I need him to keep believing in himself. And we can see how far this Taylor Heineke train uh, can take us. I, I love the way they call it. NFL Network loved to call it all pregame. The legend of Taylor Heineke. It, it's fun to watch. He, he was really impressive, and uh, he made some really big-time throws, including that touchdown pass there, and then to get us in field goal range at the end of the game. And Man, I, I, I think the best throw of the night he made, though, a lot of people are giving credit to that throw to the back of the end zone, but the throw right before that to J.D. McKissick who is not a tall receiver, very tiny. Running back makes a double move on a linebacker. He had a small window to fit it in there. He fit it perfectly, and McKissick went down the field for 60 yards. 1-800-636-1067. This is Adam Epstein on 106.7 The Fan. I gave you AWOD's 10 takeaways. Now I want to hear from you, the fans, the people out there, the members of the AWOD Army. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I want to hear from you next. I got my guy Travis Thomas at 11 a.m. to break down today's NFL games. Adam Epstein on The Fan. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. You can find me on social media at AWOD Radio. Steven tweets me that he's frustrated by the defense. Justin says the defense is ass. <laughs> I love the way he puts that. Let's hear from you guys now. 
the fans out there, members of the AWOD Army, 1-800-636-1067. We got Carlo in Maryland. What's going on, Carlo? Adam, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Of course, man. What were your thoughts about the game Thursday and your expectations moving forward? So, two quick points. One, Number one, on the offense, I'm very cautiously optimistic that Taylor Heineke can be our franchise quarterback. It's way yeah. too early to tell, but after one game uh, and, and the Tampa game in the playoffs, he can show that he can make every throw. He has shown he's got pocket awareness, he's got mobility, he's got moxie, he's got confidence, he's got his players loving him. I think he can I'm being cautiously optimistic, but why can't he be a poor man's Russell Wilson, right? He's the same size. He's got that same pocket awareness. He's got that same ability to throw the ball downfield and make some amazing throws. He's got that it factor, right? He's not Russell Wilson. Maybe he will be, but why can't he be a poor man's Russell Wilson? Number two, on the defensive side of the ball, okay, we are an undisciplined defense, Mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to think Jack Del Rio was the greatest thing ever. Now <laughs> I'm scratching my head a little bit because I think, and I think you would agree, and I think most of the fans would agree, we have the athletes on the defense to be a pretty solid defense. Okay, We've got Landon Collins. We've got McCain. We've got Davis. We've got Holcomb. We've got guys that can run. We've got William Jackson. We've got all these guys, Fuller, St. Juice. These guys can run and they can play, but they're young. Some of them are really young, and I think our defense might be too complicated for what we have as an as you know on the athletic on the athlete side of things, let these guys play press coverage. Let them come up. Landon Collins needs to be in the box. He's an undisciplined player. Let him go make plays. I think Jack Del Rio is overcomplicating things to the point where we just become an undisciplined defense. We can't keep our assignments. How many times are we going to let a, a Jones, an average quarterback, get outside on that read option and beat us for you know six or seven yards? I mean, last year he did it to us as well. Yeah. We still can't figure that out. So, again, Jack Del Rio is not making the tackles. Jack Del Rio is not letting the guy slate and run wide open, right? But his yeah. defenses are allowing this to happen. So, let so me, Carla, let me, let me respond to your, your two breakdowns because I, I like them a lot here. So, with the defense, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I'm scratching my head on Jack Del Rio. I thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I would say, though, I think the linebackers are the issue. I don't think Jamin Davis has shined as much as we want him to. He, heck, he's not even on the field as much as I thought. And John Bostick's okay, and Cole Holcomb has been missing tackles. Agreed, agreed. But if Jamin Davis is a rookie, he's not going to shine in his first two, two games. And I think he's, he improved greatly from week one to week two. Let me throw in this little fact really quick before we hang up. Yeah. The USC coaching job is open, okay? Jack Del Rio went to USC. And if you Google, Google Jack Del Rio USC job, you will see that in 2019, there's a really good article that he said, I would be very interested in that position if and when it opens. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not making any speculation or rumors, but to me, it makes an awful lot of sense. He's from Southern California. He went there. He said he would be interested in that job. He's under pressure right now. I'm not making any rumors, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, mean, do. Makes I appreciate the call, sense, man. Right? i got to keep it running here. Let's go. Jeff in Gaithersburg. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, well, um, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering uh, why, for example, I watched the uh, Chicago game against the Rams the other night, and I saw Jalen Ramsey, like, all over the place as far as that uh, he was roaming the whole time. Yeah. Why don't they have uh, uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young keep switching sides so they start, you know, confusing the offensive line, uh, you know, moving in between the gaps. I'm just wondering why they don't do that. Yeah, no, good call, man. I don't have the answer for you, but what I would say is 
is that I, I think what they want is for Chase Young to line up and beat his man every single guy and, and just run that guy ragged rather than switching back and forth there. Um, and, and there's a difference between a corner you know, roaming with you rather than your DN switching sides. Let's go to Andy and Sterling. What's going on, Andy? Thanks for calling. Hey, hey, Adam. Uh, before I get to my main point, uh, what I want to say first is the biggest mistake by Rivera in the offseason was not making sure that Morgan Moses came back. The Sam Cosby's going to get Heineke killed. <laughs> uh, why they couldn't keep a guy like Moses, who was a team player on the team, is beyond. I, I just don't understand it. Now, as far as the defense, that uh, we've been here for over a year how these four number ones were the, were the best defensive line in football. They are vastly overrated. And on top of that, they're, they're applying no pressure on the, uh, the opposing quarterbacks. They made Daniel Jones look like Tom Brady. I think, uh, going back to what you were saying, I think Jack Del Rio has got to make sure that he, he puts more pressure on these quarterbacks by either blitzing a linebacker, uh, a quarterback safety, whatever, because this defensive line is not applying the pressure. Jack Del Rio, is, for whatever reason, is being stubborn. <laughs> uh, and unless they fix this problem, Jack Del Rio, not Dustin Hopkins, is going to cost this team a couple more uh, a couple more losses. Yeah, no, uh, I agree yeah. with you, man. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, no, I agree with you absolutely. I, I we we should have lost that game because they had a man open in the end zone to go up by two scores in the fourth quarter. Uh, the defense let us down. I haven't liked Jack Del Rio's play calling. Uh, you know, all season in just two games. Uh, I mean, maybe you could say that Daniel Jones is is maybe not the best run, uh, throwing quarterback, but heck, he can run the ball really well. And Justin Herbert, I will give uh, Brandon Staley and the Chargers a lot of credit. Three-step drops, and they were getting the ball out of Herbert's hand quick, and, uh, you know, they got us. But even, on that, even in that game, third and 16, giving up, 17 yards to Keenan Allen is a head-scratcher, and that'll that'll always drive you crazy. So I appreciate the phone calls, guys. If you want to chime in on the show, I got Travis Thomas at 11. That's my guy. Travis Thomas experience, 9 to noon on the Team 980. We're going to break down this game. We're going to talk about all the rest of the NFL games today. 11.30 and onward till the end of the show. That's the chance for you guys to call in and give me your thoughts on the Washington football team and around the NFL. 1-800-636-1067. Adam Epstein here on DC Sports Radio. 1067 The Fan! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.